everyone. <laughs> okay, let's give the Capcom another round of applause. That's quite quite awesome. Okay, okay. Uh, so I was preparing for the message this week. It, it was quite bad. Uh, this is a really busy week. I have like 100 over prelim scripts to mark. And uh, it's bad. Okay, but anyway. Uh, today today I, I titled my uh, sermon, Heart Checkup. Okay, today we're going to look at uh, our hearts and examine our own spiritual condition. And um, I'm going to talk to you from Luke 12, uh, verses 16 to 34. Okay, before we, before we read, let's pray. Spend some time praying and... Uh, just ask God to prepare your hearts. Okay? Let's pray. Father, as we look at your word today, I just pray that, Father, you will open up our hearts. And God, I ask that, Holy Spirit, you will convict us from your word and you will show us what you want us to learn today. And God, I pray that even as I speak, it will just be your spirit. There will not be uh, human words, Lord, but God, it will be your spirit convicting hearts, Lord. So God, come and be in our midst today. Come and reign in this place today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, let's look at Luke chapter 12. Okay, I'm going to read to you from verse 16 onwards. This is the parable of the rich fool. Okay. Okay, verse 16 onwards. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich towards God. You know, when, when I first... Uh, uh, read this read this passage. I thought, okay, it's a very simple point, right? You know, you don't focus on earthly things because anytime you may die and you can't take anything with you, you know, we need to hold on things loosely because you can't take them to heaven uh, because it'll be pointless in heaven and anytime we will just die. Okay, and, and, and I remember we were having this conversation um, last week after Leader CG that, you know, some of you are studying for your A-levels or your O-levels or, or you're studying for exams and you thought, hey, maybe if tomorrow if I die, not bad, right? I don't have to study for A-levels anymore, right? Or... If tomorrow the rapture takes place, woohoo, don't need to study about A-levels anymore. I don't need to take my whatever paper on Monday, right? Okay, too bad Tian already finished the prelims, so he had to take all the exams. And, <laughs> okay, and, and you know, uh, earlier this year in the church, we had this series called Live Like You're Dying. Okay, uh, it's about, you know, the bucket list and, and how, how would you live your life if you know that you're going to die soon? Because, yeah, we are really going to die sometime soon, uh, sometime, right? And, uh, uh, I was with one of the young adult CGs and we, we actually agreed that it's actually very hard to live like you're dying when you're not actually dying, right? Because if you are really dying, you would just spend all your money, uh, you would not study, right? What's the point in studying, right? And, and you would just uh, enjoy life, uh, right? If I was dying next month, I would ask my doctor to induce my baby now so I can see her and then I would just spend all... Oh, okay, no, I can't spend my money because maybe my husband won't be too happy with that. But, but you know what I mean, right? We will, we will just, just like uh, give up everything, you know, just, just uh, enjoy the last few days. But I don't think that's what Jesus is 
asking us to do in this passage. Right? He's not saying that, oh, because tomorrow you die, then you better not build a big barn for your crops and you better not produce good crops. Right? He's not saying that. I think the point here is that it, it's, it's a lot more than like dying or, or, or you know, that death may come anytime. The point here is not that the farmer shouldn't have produced a good crop or he shouldn't have built a barn to accommodate his, his good crops. The problem was really in his attitude. Okay, the farmer thought that he had found the answer to peace and security and like, you know, he bought insurance and he's set for life and he has freedom from fear, and which is why he says in verse 19, okay, look at verse 19, I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid out for many years, take life easy, chillax, eat, drink, and just be merry. Okay, so that was his attitude. You know, he says, I've done well, I've done enough for myself, therefore I will be okay. Right? His contentment, his security was in his investment and in his achievement, things that he could control, things that he could do for himself. And so the first question I want you to, I'm going to ask you three questions today, okay, as we look at our heart, as we check up on our heart. I'm going to ask you three questions. And the first question I'm going to ask you, not so much what happens if you die tomorrow, but where does your security come from? Okay, that's the first question. Where does your security come from? Okay, and I want to share with you uh, a, a little story about something that happened to me last year. Some of you, I think I shared with some of you before. Last year, I lost my work laptop. Okay, you just like... Duh. I mean, it's really bad, right? I can't imagine your, your, your company gives you a laptop and you lose it. I left it in a cab, okay, which is like such a stupid thing to do. And, and, and you know, it was, it was really one of those days where um, everything just went wrong. Like, uh, you know, when I take a cab, usually I will get a receipt. Right, so if you had got the receipt, then you can see the cab number and you know exactly which cab, right? But I don't know why that day I just didn't get a receipt, okay? And then usually when I get out of the cab, I will just like look behind and just make sure, you know, make sure you didn't leave anything. I don't know why, I just didn't do that that day. And uh, yeah, just everything just went wrong and I lost it. And then uh, I, I, I had to, you know, lodge a police report because it's like confidential information inside and whatever, whatever, and... And, and, and it was just really bad and I was like freaking out. And, but you know, the main thing that frustrated me was not that, uh, because you know you have a lot of work in your laptop, right? It's, it's not so much that you have to redo your work or, or whatever. The main thing that frustrated me, right, was how people at work would see me. How would the people, at, how would my colleagues look at me? Would they think that I'm such a loser? Like, who loses? Who leaves a laptop in, in the carriage? Your work laptop, okay? Like, I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, you left your... your I don't know, your jacket behind or something. Like, it's like your work laptop, you leave it behind. And, and I don't know why God allowed it to happen. I, I never found it back, okay? I don't know why God allowed it to happen, but it really, it really shook my sense of security because I realized that I prided myself a lot on my performance at work. Okay, I, I'm a responsible person. I'm very good at what I do. Okay, I keep good files and I'm like efficient and I'm effective and, 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 and whatever. And then now, right, no one will know how good I am because I've lost all my files. And I cannot show them that it's very good. You know, I've done so much work and all that. And you know, like last year, I was uh, in charge of this, this event called pre Seminar, which the JC kids will know, right? And, and uh, yeah, so I had all these files about the pre Seminar, which I was supposed to pass on to the next person who was going to do pre Seminar this year, right? And I couldn't pass her anything. And that's like, that's terrible, you know? And she's going to think like, what's wrong with this Joanne? You know, like, just leave me in the lurch like that. And, and, and like, I just thought, shucks, man. People are going to look at me like I'm a total loser. I was a... And I was, I was very frustrated. And I realized that, that my sense of security really came from how people saw me, you know, that they see me as a 
like a successful person, you know, like a good worker and a good person and, and you know, I do my work well and then like, wow, nobody will, nobody will know, ah, okay, all my files are gone and, and, and nobody will know like how beautiful my records are and how neat I was. Okay, I'm not neat. Lah. But, you know, that, that kind of thing, nobody will know it. And so today I want to ask you, where does your security come from? Does your security come from successes that you have? Does your security come from doing well in school? Or maybe it comes from doing well in like your CCA. You know, maybe you are like top BB boy something or other, right? Like Lin T. <laughs> okay, or maybe you are like, your security comes from you are like a super fast runner, you know, like your well, marathon champion or, or something like that. Maybe you are like, you know, really successful. Where, where does your security come from? Or does your security come from having lots of friends and knowing that they like you, you know, that you're popular, that, that, you know, you post a Facebook status about how your mother calls you a healthy cat and asks you to eat your vegetables and like, 85 people like it! Oh, does your security come from that? You know, that you're popular, you know, or knowing that you are, you're like really good in a, in a certain activity, you are, or maybe it comes from knowing that you are, you're very attractive, you're pretty, and like a lot of boys like you, they're always calling you or something like that. Where does your security come from? And I want you to look at verse 21. Okay, can we have, yeah, verse 21, okay? This is, uh, the NIV says, this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but it's not rich toward God. And in the Message Bible, it says, that's what happens when you fill your barn with self and not with God. Are you filling your barn with self or with God? You know, as long as your security comes from yourself, as long as it comes from something that you do, like for me, you know, it's like I do my work well, or like I perform well at work or something, I don't know, I have ability. As long as your security comes from yourself, you will lose it someday. Right? If your security comes from your, your achievement, you, you know, you're, you're, you're very good in your studies or in a certain subject or something, one day you'll lose it. One day there'll be somebody better than you. Or maybe you'll fail the test or something like that. One day you'll lose it. Because we're all fallible. And only when you fill your life with God, when you fill your barn with God, will you truly be content. Only when your security is completely in Jesus Christ will you be at peace. And this, that's, what, that's what this guy did. This farmer did. You know, he says, okay, I've done my, you know, I've, I've done good business. I've uh, planted good crop and, and now I've even built a big barn to accommodate it. I'm set for life. And God says, you fool. You're going to die tonight. The security, your security cannot come from what you do. It cannot come from yourself it has to come from God. And, and you know, it's, it's not that it's bad to work hard. It's not that it's bad to, to do well in school. Or it's, not, it's not that it's bad to gain success. But, you know, Jesus knew that whenever we have success, it offers us a great temptation to put our faith and our trust in that rather than in Him. And, you know, this week, this week, um, yeah, this week was really a, a busy week and it was quite, quite a bad week. And, and I was freaking out a little about what's going to happen to Loud Jen because I've reached the point where I may just give birth anytime. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. And, and you know, God reminded me that it's, it's not about me. It's not about what myself can do in the ministry. And God asked me, am I finding security in what I can do in the ministry? What I can do for, for, for Loud Jen? Or what God can do? Only when we are completely secure in Jesus will we truly be content? And when we are not completely, completely secure, we have this human need for security that will lead us to, to be attached to things. You know, Jesus says, 
she, Jesus calls the man, you fool. And you know, I was reading some uh, commentary on this passage and, and, and it was saying that fool is, is a very strong word. You know, in, when, when the word fool is used, it's only used like two times in Luke. It's a very strong word. And it refers to those people who live their lives as if God doesn't exist. And you know, I, I don't know if you've encountered people like this. You know, I've encountered many um, self-made people. You know, they've really worked very hard. They've, they've transformed their lives like from nothing to become like some great CEO or something like that. You know, they, they feel that they've achieved so much. And, and very often, these are the people who, it's very hard to, to, to share God with them because they feel like, oh, I've achieved so much without God. You know? why, why do I need this God? And God says, you fool, this very night, your life will be taken from you. And so today I want to ask you, where does your security come from? Are you filling your bun with self, with things that you can do, things that you can control? Or is it with God? Are you struggling to do many things that you think will give you security? You know, you struggle so hard, like you study so hard because when you get that A, then you will know that, okay, I'm sad or something like that. Is, is that where your security comes from? What are we pursuing or what are we relying on today that will make you content? If it's not Jesus that you're chasing after, it's not the answer. So fill your barn with God. Don't fill your barn with self. But you know, maybe for some of us, it's the other extreme. Some of us, we, we trust in ourselves. You know, we trust in our ability and, and we, we think that we are very good and, and all that and then we realize that we're not. But some of us, we don't trust in ourselves and we don't trust in anything. We don't trust in anyone and we just keep worrying and always freaking out about things. You know, like what, what, we, what we eat, what, what we wear, what, am I going to fail my test? You know, does my friend love me? Does my father love me? Does my mother love me? You know, some of us, we, we freak out about a lot of things. We worry about a lot of things, right? And, and, and you know, there's always something to worry about. Right? If you think about it, there's always something to worry about. Because if you think about it, anything and everything could actually go wrong. You know, you could walk out and then some drunk driver comes and kills you or something. Right? I mean, any, anything could happen. You know, this week I was uh, doing exam invigilation right, in my school. And you know, some of these girls, they, they come into the exam hall like they're prepared for battle, you know. They have their it's like one small desk, right? They have like tissue, water, they have like two calculators and they have two that, you know, that mathematical set. I mean, do you even use that, that set squares or whatever thing inside? And they have the whole thing. And then what do you, do you really need two compasses? Come on. And then they have like five pens laid out, you know, just in case all four suddenly run out of ink or something like that. And they have a jacket when it's so hot in the hall. And, and, and I saw one girl, she even had, you know, like, like it's like medicated oil, but it's not, not re- I don't know why it is like someone can't oil I'm like what? I mean what's that for? Right? You see the question like ah so scared and then you're gonna faint then you hurry up revive yourself or something. I, what's that for? I don't know. Okay, but but you know they come in they they are like prepared for battle you know because because it's uh it's exam and anything can go wrong and you must make sure that nothing goes wrong. You have like everything there for you. I don't know what. Okay, and and yeah, there's there's always something to worry about because like anything can go wrong. Right, anything can go wrong. Sometimes when I call my husband and he doesn't pick up the phone, I think like, oh my gosh, has he died? Or, you know, like you just think like, anything can go wrong or something, right? Okay, so we we there's always something to worry about. Okay, and let's let's see what God says. Let's look at Luke twelve. Uh, uh, the, uh after that, okay, verse twenty two onwards. Luke twelve, verse twenty two. Then Jesus said to his disciples, "Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food." And the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. 
And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the lilies grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will, give, will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. And so Jesus says, firstly, look at the flowers, look at the birds. Are you not more important than random things on the streets? Right? And, and again, this was a reminder to me that if God takes care of the flowers, of the grass, why in the world would he not take care of loud gen, right? When it's his ministry, when it's his plan. And secondly, God says, worrying accomplishes nothing. It's completely unproductive to worry, right? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And he says, since you cannot do this very little thing, which is to add a single hour to your life, right? You know, it's a small thing to God, you know, to add an hour, to extend someone's life by an hour. God says, it's a small thing, but you can't even do it. And it's like, it's such an easy thing for Him because He is the Creator, right? He controls everything. Unlike us, we are just human. We can't control when we live. We can't control when we die. But to Him, it's like, give you one more hour. It's no big deal, right? To extend your life by an hour. And, you, and if you are at a person's deathbed and his life is extended for an hour, it's a big thing. It's a big thing if someone you love is dying and you get one more hour with him. And God says, it's just a little thing, but you can't even do it. So why are you worry? Let me take care of things, right? And, and, and I saw some, okay, I'm going to show you some quotes on worrying. Quotes by Anon. Firstly, okay, every evening I turn worries over to God because he's going to be up all night anyway. Next. Why worry when you can trust it is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do but it doesn't get you anywhere. Okay, worry is wasting today's time to clutter up tomorrow's opportunities with yesterday's troubles. I think there's one more. Worry often gives a small thing a big shot. Okay, so you get the point, right? That there's no point in worrying. Okay, and the second question I want to ask you today, the first question is, um, where does your security come from? The second question today is, what are you worrying about today? And you know the passage talks about uh, basic necessities, right? Don't worry about food, don't worry about clothes. But I believe that the principle applies to everything else in our lives. What are you worrying about today? What you worry about and how much you worry actually reflects your view of God. Because if we truly trusted and believed that God is all-powerful, He's sufficient for our needs, then we wouldn't worry so much, right? We wouldn't be freaking out all the time. You know, when I first, um, when I first found out I was pregnant, uh, you know, they always say like the first trimester is like most unstable or something. And, and, and I was reading this book and, and they were saying, oh, you should pray against like deformity. And you should pray that like the sack is don't know what on the, the right place. And like, don't know what, like, okay, pray against this and that. Pray that your baby won't be this and this won't happen. And you know, there's like a high risk of miscarriage um, 
um, in the first few months, right? So you cannot do this, you cannot do that, you must take care of this and that. And, and I just thought like, oh my goodness, everything could go wrong. Like, like you know, like usually it's not like I take care of myself very, very much. Like what if I like fall down, some such a clutch, right? Or like, uh, you know, everything that ca- can go wrong could go wrong, right? There is so much that we can fear. And I realized that fear really disables you and you know, it was at that point where I really, I really got a bit scared because, like, you—if you think about yourself, you know, I mean, if I fall down, it's like okay, whatever, lah, right? But if I fall down, like something happens to my baby, then it's like, it's it's a big deal, you know. And 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 I realized that fear has a very crippling effect. Fear disables, but God told me that fear disables, but faith enables. And and you know, there's really nothing you can do. Uh. I mean, what what? What am I going to do? Just uh, uh, stay at home and don't do anything and just don't go anywhere so that there'll be no risk of anything. Uh, you know, then maybe you run the risk of going crazy or something like that. Right? Fear disables, but faith enables. And I think that that is what God is telling us today from this passage. If you look at verse 30, verse 30 says, For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. You know, God tells us to be different from the pagan world. He calls us to be different from the people of this world where, where people worry about everything. But at the same time, he knows that you need all these things. Right? Your father knows that you need them. He knows that we need our basic basic provisions. Right? He knows if you don't have food, you'll die. Okay? He knows that you need to pass your exams. He knows that you need to have the love of your family and, and your friends. He knows your every need. And he's not asking you to do without He's not asking you to do without. He's just asking you to trust in Him. If you look at verse 31, but seek His kingdom and all these things will be given to you as well. And so we don't need to fear that we will lack things. We don't need to fear that we will lose out or we will miss out on things. God is not saying, you know, don't care about food. uh, Just try to survive without it or don't care about clothes. You know, just try to survive without it. He's saying, look, the lilies are clothed in beauty. Not even Solomon in his splendor was dressed like one of these. And you know the message Bible says, like, the ten best dressed men and women in the country look shabby, look shabby beside them or something like that. Okay? So God says, I'm not even going to give you like mediocre average stuff, you know. I'm going to give you the best. I'm going to take care of you. God gives the best. So what is the solution? The solution is very simple. Verse 31, seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. Fill your life with Jesus, not with self. Fill your barn with Jesus, not with self. You'll find security. You'll find contentment. And seek His kingdom. Don't worry about things, you know. Don't worry about like your studies or, or, or your or whatever else that we worry about. Everything else that we worry about. Don't worry about things. Seek His kingdom and you'll get all that you need. And I'll share with you something else about me as a student, okay. You know like when I was a student, I was quite a good student, lah. Okay, and, and you know, I over and, and so because of that, I, I found I, I found a lot of security in my grades, right? My self-esteem was like, oh, because I'm quite good or whatever. Okay, and you know, at my O levels, I got seven points. It's quite good, right? Okay, but I was so upset, you know, when I got my results, I cried, you know. Do you know why? Because I didn't get six points, like Ryan Sim. Hello, I lost out. <laughs> And yeah, okay, yeah, seriously, I was not that kind of irritating person, okay? Then I was crying, crying, and people are like, what happened? I got seven points. And you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, uh, no sympathy for me. And, 
And, and um, I was upset because I knew that, you know, I could have got the six, you know, I could have got that perfect score and, and I got six for my prelims. I know who deprives, right, from prelims to O-level. I'm a loser, okay. And, 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 and I, was just, I was very upset, okay. I was really quite upset. Um, but you know, now at, at 29 years old, looking back, right, I realised that if I had gotten six points, it would have made absolutely no difference to the past 30, years of my life, it would have made, like, seriously, no diff. I, I was trying to think like, is there any difference if I had gotten six instead of seven? No, not at all. But you know, you know I still got into a good JC and I got into like a humans program, like I wanted and all that kind of thing. And I think sometimes we think that this score, right, or this grade or this thing is, is, is what we need, but God knows better and He says, actually you don't need it. You don't need six points. And, and, and maybe God was just trying to teach me a lesson. You know, you don't need a perfect score. You don't need it. It makes no difference at all to your life, you know. Seriously, I mean, sometimes, you know, you're so upset about your test mark. Or, just think about it. In five years' time, will anybody care that you got like 13 upon 25 instead of 14 or something? Right. I mean, seriously, nobody will care. And it makes no difference at all. And, and so, today I want to encourage you to really focus on God. You know, pursue, stop pursuing things that you think think that you need, things that you think will give you security, and just seek His kingdom. Just seek first His kingdom. Seek Him, and He will give you all you need. He knows best. He knows better than you what you need. Sometimes you think you, 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 think you need this, but actually you don't. And, and I really like um, the, the, the Message Bible uh, version of, of, of this, this passage. I'm going to show it to you. Okay, this is uh, from the Message Bible. Uh, verse 29 to 32, okay? It says, What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. Don't be so, pre- not be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way He works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how He works. Steep yourself in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. And you know, it's very easy to get caught up worrying about everything and anything. But Jesus tells us a very simple truth. I mean, it's not like some groundbreaking, complicated thing, right? It's just, just seek Him and your needs will be met. You know, He will take care of things. It doesn't mean that everything will, will turn out to be perfect. I mean, my laptop never came back to me. I don't know where it is right now. But somehow, things were okay. You know, I still actually did quite well that year. Got, you know, quite a good performance grade or whatever. My colleagues didn't think I'm a loser. They still are my friends. They don't hate me. You know, somehow, somehow things will work out. And, and you know, it's, it's not that you have faith that, um, oh, you will get all your A's or you will get your six points like Ryan Sim or, or whatever, you know. You, it's, it's not that it's not that everything will, will turn out uh, perfect or as what you want. But somehow things will work out. And if you look at verse 32, verse 32 says, Do not be afraid, little flock. You know, God is like, don't be afraid, little children. You are His sheep, you know. Don't be afraid, little flock. For your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Don't be afraid to just trust in God. Just trust in God. You know, it takes faith. If it takes great faith, to trust that God is all that you need, that He will provide all that you need. And you know, this week I realized that even just resting in God is an act of faith. 
just to be able to, you know, you're so busy, you have so many things to do, right? Just to sit for, for half an hour or however much time it is, just to sit there, seek Him, read His Word, pray. Even just doing that, just to rest, you know, take a break from my mucking or whatever, it's an act of faith. Because you think like, oh, maybe that half an hour I can mark another two scripts or something, you know? But it's, it's an act of faith. And it's not easy. It's not easy to just trust in God. If you really think about it, right? It's not actually easy to say, okay, God, I just trust in you. I just trust that you'll take care of everything. We will always feel like, I think I better do this also. Lah. I think I better, you know, still try on my own and, and still um, strive on my own. Because it requires us to relinquish control of ourselves. We cannot trust in ourselves if we want to trust fully in God. And God says, He is pleased to give you the kingdom. He wants to give you the kingdom. You know, He delights in giving you the kingdom. What, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the sovereign reign and rule of God. And giving you the kingdom, God giving you the kingdom, means you have all His power and His authority on your side. That's what you have. You have access to all that. Why in the world will you want earthly things when you have that? He wants to give you the kingdom because it's the best thing that you can get. And it's better than any other earthly things that we pursue, any other earthly things that we want. So what are you worrying about today? What is it that you worry about? Because what you worry about shows your view of God. And you know, God says, it's very simple. Do not worry. What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax. That's all God is saying. Don't worry. The last question I want to ask you, okay, um, let's read from Luke chapter 12, the last three verses. Okay, from verse 32 onwards. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, treasure is something that you you really, really value. You know, the pirates go after treasure, right? There's something that you really, really value, a treasure. What is it that you really, really value today? What is it that you really value in your life? Is it grades? Is it your friends? Is it your achievement? What, what is it that is super important to you? And before you immediately say, oh, it's God, let's consider if that is really the reality in your life. Your treasure is where your heart is. What your treasure is, you will love it, you will be constantly thinking about it, you will be preoccupied with it. Right? That is, that's what you do with treasure, right? That's why the pirates, they have their one aim, get treasure. Right? You're constantly preoccupied with it. Like, you know, some people are, are obsessed with like a football team or something like that. Right? You know, your mood is dependent on whether they win or lose. You know, like when they lose, then you're like, Ugh, something like that, right? Is that your treasure? Then it is, right? If you are constantly thinking about it, that is your treasure. Or, or you know, uh, my friend has a kid who, who's crazy about Madagascar. You know the cartoon? Okay? So like his pajamas, his bed sheets, his, like, his bag, his whatever pencil case, his like, dish, his spoon, everything is Madagascar. Okay? Or, or it's like, or either it's Madagascar or it has like the, the lion or giraffe or hippo and zebra. <laughs> okay? And, and you know, once I, I gave him, I just happened to have this zebra cushion, right? That I got free. And I gave it to him. Wow, Sonia became his favorite auntie, okay? Because I gave him like Marty or, 
or Alex or whichever one that Zebra is, lah, okay? <laughs> like, oh, suddenly like he loves me, okay? He's like obsessed with Madagascar. He's always thinking about Madagascar. He, he's always thinking about the Gloria and Melvin or whatever, lah, okay? And, and you know, your, your thoughts, your action, your, your whole life will show what you value, right? It will be reflected in your life. It will show what you value. If you really value something, it will be very obvious to the, the, to the people around. And if what you value is some earthly thing, something like you know, your, your studies or, or you really value your friends or maybe you really value like, possessions or clothes or, or whatever it is, then your heart will be there. And if your heart is there, then your heart cannot fully be with God. Is there anything that you have placed before God and that you need to give up? What is your treasure? Where is your treasure? You know, Jesus said, don't be afraid for God is pleased to give you the kingdom. You know, we've talked about how we shouldn't be afraid of not getting things, right? We shouldn't be afraid of not getting things so that we can find security like in the, in the barn or something like that or, um, or we shouldn't be afraid of not getting things that we need because God provides for the lilies and, 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 the, and the birds, right? But we also shouldn't be afraid of giving things up. You know, this, this passage, this, this whole passage talks a lot about material possessions. It talks about like stuff and things, right? Like actual um, you know, clothes and food and all that. But I think it can also refer to anything, anything at all that we put above God. And if there's anything that we put above God, these, these are things that we need to give up. You know, you, you realize that sometimes at different points of your life, you may be obsessed with different things, right? Like, like, uh, like there's a point in my time, uh, uh, there's a point in time in my life where uh, when I was in uni, I was, I was obsessed with makeup. Yeah, I love makeup. I love to buy makeup. Yeah, I have like, like 50 lip glosses. And only one mouth, and you know, I just I love it. I keep just keep buying it or something. And I always thinking, I always like some stupid makeup forum or like or, or whatever. I always like thinking you know, in the shops, I always looking, and then like, I see Joyce like, hey, what lipstick are you wearing? You know, something like that. Like I was <laughs> obsessed about it. Okay, not, not I mean, it's not that I was obsessed about it. Like, I was wasn't doing anything else. But you know, you're constantly thinking about it. And so think about this: what what are you constantly thinking about? You're constantly thinking thinking about like. Oh my goodness! I have so little time. I need to study for my exams. You know, I need to, like, I, I, oh, I, this. I hope this sermon doesn't end too long because if not, I'll get like five minutes less of studying time when I go home. You know, I, I constantly thinking about these kind of things. What are you constantly thinking about? What is your treasure? Because where your treasure is, your heart is also. And you know, um, seeking the kingdom of God involves two two parts. There are things we need to stop pursuing, right? We need to stop finding contentment in in earthly things. Okay, we need to stop worrying about things. We need to stop chasing after things. And there are also things that we need to start giving up. What, what, is, what is crowding out God in your life? What are you feeding yourself? It can, it can be like physical things that you are obsessed with or it can just be like things that you are feeding your mind. You know, uh, earlier today, Jessica was talking about songs that you listen to. What, what, what is crowding out your mind? If whole day you are thinking about like club can't handle me right now or whatever you know then you will, you will, you will just be thinking about all these kind of things right the, you know the uh, I don't know what, what else what are the other songs are about uh, like sex, drugs rock and roll whatever you know if you're always thinking about these things you're always thinking about these songs you won't have time There's, your mind is a is a, is a is a finite place right if there's if, if, if there's, there's space for if, if something is taking up that space it just means there's less space for other things there's less space for God when we stop seeking things of this world and we start giving up things that were previously important to us, that's when we gain the kingdom of God. You know, um, 
I'm just thinking about the story of Zacchaeus. Okay, Zacchaeus was this short guy, but rich guy, like Tom Cruise. Short, rich tax collector, right? But you know when he encountered Jesus' love, okay, Jesus came into his house, right? He was like, he was like a tax collector. He was very rich, but nobody liked him, okay? Uh, but Jesus came into his house. And when he encountered Jesus' love, he stood up and said, I give half my possessions to the poor, okay? And Jesus said, today, salvation has come to this house. And you know, it's not because Zacchaeus, uh, like, bought his salvation, you know, he paid for his salvation. Okay, I give my possessions, that's why I get salvation or something like that. But because when he saw Jesus, when he got Jesus, when he encountered Jesus, all that he previously valued, his money, his possessions, you know, his wealth, they were no longer important to him. He said, I give up, I, I give up all this to the poor. And you know, we always say, uh, what is impossible with man is possible with God, right? Luke 18, 27. Okay, and there's a song as well, nothing is impossible. Okay, but you know the, the context of this verse, right? It's actually um, when this rich ruler told Jesus, Jesus, I've kept all the commandments. What else must I do to gain eternal life? And Jesus said, very simple, sell, uh, sell your possessions and give the money to the poor and then follow me. And the ruler said, wow, I cannot. He couldn't do it. And that's when Jesus said, it's easier for a camel to go through a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom. And the disciples said, huh, then who... Who can be saved? And then Jesus said, with what is impossible with men is possible with God. You know, it's difficult to give up everything for Jesus. I mean, we may say like, okay, yeah, you know, God, I want to give you my own and all that. But, but when we really try to do it, it's, it's difficult. And you know, these two examples about the rich ruler, about Zacchaeus, it's, it's about money because money is really the, 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 the ultimate representation of worldly things, right? When you grow, I mean, I suppose at this point, you also realize that money actually does really make the world go round. Right in our secular world, it's, it's, it's all about money. Right? It's all about uh, what you have. And it's hard to give up all we have, all we own, all we desire, all we value for Jesus. But God makes it possible. And He says, what is impossible with men is possible with God. You know, sometimes we feel like we can't just let go. We can't just trust God more than the security of things. You know, we can't. Like, if, if I don't finish studying for this test, I cannot. I, you know, I really cannot. I, mu- I must must study and I cannot just rest in his promise I, I cannot and we feel that we must strive and we must struggle just in case just in case God doesn't bless me you know at least maybe I have some backup plan I, I, I studied or something you know we still want our we want to have our food we want to have our clothes we want to have our things we want to have our results and friends and successes and we feel that we can't just relax in God but you know what we need to know is what we can't do God can what is impossible with man is possible with God. He can change our hearts. He can fill it with the beauty, the glory of His kingdom. He can free us from our slavery, the things of this world. And last week, we sang the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, right? And, and I thought the song really, um, it's such a meaningful song. Like, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in His wonderful face, and the things of world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. You know, really, other things will become dim when we are constantly in His presence, when we just come and seek Him, seek His kingdom, the more we spend time with God, the more we fall in love with Him, we will fall out of love with other things. And the easier it will be to find your security in Him than in other things. You know, we give value, we give importance to the things that we treasure, right? So where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And if, you know, if today you find that you have no time to do your quiet time, you're always like, too busy or you're always too tired, then 
Then my question is, what are you treasuring above Him? Maybe you're treasuring your sleep above Him. It's true, right? We're too tired, right? Or, or I'm too busy. That means you're treasuring other things above Him. You know, I always remember, uh, I think it was a few years ago when uh, Chopang shared something. He said that uh, when people say they have no time to do something, it's not that they have no time. It just means that the thing is not important enough, right? Because if I say, sorry, I have no time to meet you, just means actually you're not important enough for me to slot into my time, right? It's, it, if you have no time, it's not important. Because we make time, we will make the special effort for what's important. If you are in a dating relationship, it won't be, sorry, I have no time to meet my girlfriend while I really cannot. No, you will somehow meet at 12, p- uh, 12 midnight also can, right? You will somehow squeeze out time to meet with the person that you love. Right? You, will, you will somehow squeeze out time to do things that are important to you. Right? You, will, you will somehow do it because it's important to you, because it's what you treasure. You know, we've been talking about um, the kingdom of God. Okay? And I want to read to you uh, from just three verses from Matthew 13. Okay, Matthew 13, verse 44 to 46. It's, talk, it's, it's a parable about the hidden treasure and the pearl. Okay? It just talks about the kingdom of heaven. Um, very short parables. Okay, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in, all, in, in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. You know, when you really encounter God, you'll realize that Seriously, right? He's all that you need. You will sell everything just, just for that. Just for the kingdom of God. Th- and that's what, that's what these two people did. Right? For the kingdom of God, uh, there's, there's treasure buried in the field. He buried it back and then he just sold all he had. That's all I need. All I need is that field. Okay? He finds a pearl that, that he realizes is of great value. He sells everything. Can you imagine? You sell your house, you sell everything just to get a pearl. Because why? You think, that's all I need. That's all I need, that pearl. The kingdom of God, that's all I need. You know, I promise you, once you start loving God with all that you have and you realize that He's all that you need, your life will never be the same. You won't need to keep worrying. You won't need to keep finding your security in, in, in various things. You won't need to keep uh, striving. You won't need to keep struggling. I'm going to invite the worship team up. And today is it's a very short message. It's a straightforward passage. Right? It's very simple. If you look at the NIV version, it just says, Do not worry. It's a very straightforward title. And, and, and this is the last message I'm going to preach before I pop. <laughs> okay? And, um, and this is really what I want to leave you with uh, before I leave. <laughs> uh, you know, this, this is really what I, le- what I want to leave you with, especially as we go into this season of exams. Exams are coming up. I know for a lot of you, some of you are already taking exams now. Let's get our perspectives, let's get our priorities right. And today, ask yourself, what is the state of your heart today? Think about your heart today. I want you to all bow your heads, close your eyes, and just just between you and God, think about these three questions that I ask you. Firstly, where does your security come from? Is your security from yourself? Does your security come from the things that you can do, things that you can achieve by yourself? Or does your security come from God? Secondly, what, what are you worrying about today? Are you just constantly, constantly worrying about something? Constantly worrying that God cannot provide or is God going to be good to me? Is God going to allow this to happen? Is God going to 
you know, do this for me. What are you worrying about today? What you worry about reflects your view of God. And finally, where and what is your treasure? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What is it that you value most? What is it that is really, really important to you? Where your heart is depends on where your treasure is. Depends on what your treasure is. So what is your treasure today? What do you value today? And today I want to give you a, a chance to just transact with God and just respond to God. Maybe some of you need to, to know what God says, you know. All I'm asking you to do is relax. Stop being so preoccupied with things of this world. Just relax. Just seek His kingdom and all these other things will be given to you as well. Or maybe today you realize that you've always been finding your security in things that you do, things that yourself do. You've been filling your bond with self, not with God. Or maybe today God is convicting you that your treasure is not Him. That what you really, really value is maybe something else. Something that is really not worth valuing. I mean, it could be good things. But anything that you place above God, anything that you value more than God, will not give you what God has. You know, I believe today God really wants to tell us that, that He's all that you need. He's really all that you need. You know, He knows that you need all these things. And, and He wants to give you these things. He wants to, to help you. He wants to take care of you. He says, don't be afraid, little flock. For your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. But you need to stop worrying. You need to stop finding your security in things. You need to stop valuing other things above Him. Today we need to respond to God. I want to just invite you to respond to God. There's today you need to be reassured that that you know you really don't need to worry in Him. That you can find your security, you can find your contentment in Him. That you don't have to trust in in other things. And you know it's it's very easy to say that yeah I trust in you God, but but is that what we really practice in our lives? Are we still worrying? Are we still striving? what is it that we really value today? Maybe there's, there's something that you need to give up to God. Maybe there's something you need to stop pursuing, stop chasing after. You know, as we begin to worship, if you need to get right with God today, I just want to invite you to respond can come to the front. Just give your life to God today. God, I, I give you my all. I stop worrying. I'm going to stop striving. I'm going to stop finding my contentment in, in, in things that, that cannot offer me security.
as we worship, I'm just going to leave this time open for those who want to respond. Just come and receive a fresh touch from God today. Lay everything at the feet of Jesus. Just realize that He's all you need today. That really, all you need is found in Him.
fullness of joy every fear suddenly wiped away here in your presence all of my gains now fade away every crown no Found in your hands, found in your hands, fullness of joy, every fear suddenly wiped away. Here in your presence, all of my gains now fade away. in your hands found in your hands fullness of joy every fear suddenly wiped away here in your presence all of my gains now fade away Here in your breath, 
heaven is trembling. Heaven is trembling of your wonder. The kings and their kingdoms to standing amazed. Here in your presence. You know, I just want to encourage the rest of you. Just join with us in a time of worship. Just come into God's presence. Just experience His love today. Experience His security. Experience all that. That that all you need is just Him. All things are I want to encourage you to, to stand up and, and let's just worship God together. And if you want to come to the front to worship, um, feel free to do so. Or you just want to worship where you are. Don't miss out. You know, don't miss out on God's presence today. Here in your presence, heaven and earth become one. Here in your presence, all things are. Presence, everything bows before you. Here in your presence, here in your presence, we are undone. Here in your presence, heaven and earth become
is your us 
today oh how he loves Let's experience us. his great love for you how he loves us so and oh and oh how he loves us so secure in his love and he is jealous he's jealous me. for you today loves like a hurricane I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy experience it today when all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory and I realize just how beautiful how great his affection is for you affections for me and all of a sudden when all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory and I realize just Beautiful you how are, how great His affection is for you. When all of a sudden, 
When all of a sudden I am unaware of his afflictions eclipsed by glory and I realize just how beautiful you are portion and he is our prize drawn to redemption by the grace of his eyes if grace is an ocean we're all sinking and heaven needs us like an unforeseen kiss and my heart turns violently inside of my chest and I don't have time to live for anything else but God all we need is is just to know that God your love is unfailing your love is great your love is enough for us Lord your love is sufficient for all that we need so Father today I pray that you fill each heart today 
that God, everyone here will know the extent of your love for them, Lord. That we will know, Lord, how you love us. God's love today. It's more than enough for all that you need. Because of His love, we don't have to worry. We don't have to strive. Because He's jealous for you. He's jealous for you. we are overwhelmed by your love Lord how great your affection is for us and God what can we do but just bow down before you and and acknowledge that Father you are all that we need and God I pray that this will change our lives Lord that this great love that we have in you will change our lives and Father we will not be the same again because God we've experienced this great love in our life this unfailing love this love that that is all that we need. So Father, change us today, Lord. I pray that, Father, you will burn this knowledge of your love deep in each of our hearts, Lord. And Father, we will will just be content to rest in your love, Lord. And then, Father, in turn, we will love you with all that we have, Lord, because we've experienced this great love of yours. That, Father, we will pursue you and you alone, Lord. That, Father, we will chase after you with all that we have, Lord. All all our love will just be towards you, Lord. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this great love that is available to each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for this great love that we can trust in, that we can be secure in, that that we, we know we can just rely on. We thank you, Jesus, because... God, who else can love us like that, Lord? Who else, Lord? So, Father, we give you all the praise. 
give you all the glory, give you all the honor. Because God, you are all that we need, Lord. In Jesus' name. Let's 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 do a praise song. Oh, happy day. No, no, no. I'm not gonna introduce another praise song to you. Let's just let's just really tell God that today we are gonna be counting on Him, uh, seriously. Counting on Him to live by the day, to live by our lives. Okay, I, I want to invite you if you're behind, like just come to the front. Let's just all praise God together, okay? Adeline, you ready? Nice. Alright, Ben, take it away. I'm in a fight, not physical. I'm in a war, but not in this world. You are a life that's beautiful. And I want more, I want all that's yours. I'm in a fight, not physical. I'm in a war, but not in this world. You are a life that's beautiful. And I want more, I want all that's yours. Joy and I got just enough strength to live for the day So I'll never have to worry what tomorrow will bring Cause my faith is on solid rock I'm counting on God I'm counting on, 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 I'm counting on God I'm in a fight, not physical. I'm in a war, but not in this world. You are a life that's beautiful. I want more, I want all that's yours. Enjoy us, because it won't go away. I got just enough strength to live for the day, so I'll never have to worry what tomorrow will bring.
guys next week.